Welcome to Prep Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 166. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to my front porch here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we've been in the house now for about a month. I have spent ample amount of time here on the front porch. And what's really cool, one of the things we prayed about is, God, would you just kind of give us a neighborhood vibe? You know, we just want to be in a neighborhood where it's active. And it's been so cool. Um, some of the neighborhood kids are coming out. They're riding their bikes. Mika's out there joining. Cooper's having fun. You know, today my next-door neighbor uh, helped me move a piece of furniture in. I've been making some sourdough and tossing it, tossing it around. And I thought, how cool is this? How cool that, you know, we prayed for this, we asked God for this, and, and now we're starting to meet our neighbors and get to know them. And how practical. I just thought, how practical it is to be a neighbor, right? Give me some bread, right? If you're bread, if you're making bread, right, just make some bread and hand it out, share it. You know, if you see a neighbor in need, what I thought was so cool is my neighbor watched me unload this thing out of the back of my car, and he was like, nah, this guy's not going to have this. And he just said, hey, let me help. And And to be honest, I said, no, I think I've got it. And he's like, no, 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 I'm coming over. He could see that I didn't have it. And he came over and helped me. I thought that was so cool. So it's been really cool to, to, to meet neighbors. And then we're in like walking distance to a lot of really cool things. And so it's been cool to, to be able to go on walks as a family. So I feel like we're acclimating well. I know a lot of you, some of you, not all of you, but I've just been asking questions like, hey, how's it going? How are you and the family? We're doing really, really well. It's been a crazy month. A lot has happened. Uh, we lost our dog Um, we had to put our dog down and then you know patty's uncle passed away which was really hard for us last week and so it just feels like wow lots of transition mika started school cooper started youth group mika started you know a new church and and so it's just a lot of transition but in the midst of that we're just watching how God is just leading and guiding us, maybe guiding us, and maybe maybe for you right now, like maybe you're just feeling like, gosh, I need a little bit of that, right? It, I need a little bit of where it feels like I'm praying and God's listening and He's responding. And here, here's what I would encourage you to do: slow down a little bit and 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 give Him the desires of your heart. It doesn't mean He's going to do all of them, but what He wants is He wants you to talk to Him, tell Him how you're feeling, tell Him what you're struggling with, and ask Him, Lord, please please, would you hear this? And he does, right? He wants to hear you. He's a good father. He's a good, good father. And he wants to hear the desires of your heart. And here's the thing I love, like a good father, he wants to bless. And blessing doesn't mean monetary. Bless means peace. Bless could be joy. Bless could help you uh, deal with something you're feeling convicted at. You know, I'm feeling je- I'm feeling jealous, and so he can help us within that process. Those are those top tier prayers where he's like, "I want to help you get through this, right?" But you got to ask. So maybe today is about slowing down and praying and asking. God for help. Um, I just really, really appreciate those of you who continue to listen week in and week out. You know, 166 episodes, that's pretty awesome. And some of you have been in for the long haul. Some of you are brand new. So if you're brand new, welcome. If you are have been in for the long haul, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you so, so very much. And then thank you for those of you who continue to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. I greatly appreciate it. Okay. Our passage today, a good one. They're always good. Uh, Psalms 133, verse 1. 
Uh, before I go read it, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, a mentor of mine is writing another book, and so I just got done reading it, and uh, this passage was towards the end, and it just stopped me in my tracks. And so I thought, man, I, I really need to reflect on that. So Psalms 133.1 says this, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. So let's read it again. Psalms 131, 133.1. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. About seven years ago, I had the opportunity to uh, join uh, this group. And basically, we met at a Catholic seminary in Mundelein, Illinois. And it was top kind of evangelicals and top Catholic theologians. And, and then there was like me, right? And I got to sit in the room. And as I was sitting in this room, we were talking about what we had in common, what we would call the essentials of the faith. And then we talked a lot about the non-essentials, right? We talked about things where we disagree, where we don't see eye to eye, and we were able to listen and, and, and struggle together. And as I was a part of this conversation, and then we would go to meals afterwards, and we continue the conversations that we were having in these cohorts, these small groups. And, and as, I, as I was walking away, I thought, how beautiful this is, how this must please the heart of God, that while we, we don't see eye to eye, that we do believe in the same Jesus, the same resurrected Jesus. And he loves this dialogue. He loves this conversation. He loves that we're trying and wrestling to try to seek to, one, get to know each other, hear each other's hearts, and then really learn through our differences. And I, I sat there and I watched this and I thought, this is so beautiful. And I felt so honored to be a part of it. And, and that's been an interesting journey even for me here at Phoenix One. As I've started Phoenix One and relaunched it, it's, I'm meeting with pastors, you know, maybe one to two pastors every single day all across this beautiful valley from all these different denominations and just learning and listening and growing in my understanding of what it means to be together with all of our differences, what it means to be together. And I thought, wow, this must please the Lord. And as I heard this passage, it made me think of that, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. You know, this week is Holy Week. Um, this is one of the most sacred weeks in the Christian calendar. You know, in the Gospels, here's what happens in the Gospels. In the Gospels, especially in the Gospel of John, it's like everything slows down when we get to Holy Week, when we get to this moment. Things start to really slow down. And I know what this feels like. Right, I know what this feels like, and, and maybe you too, maybe you can resonate with this, but when Cooper was sick and we were in the hospital, it was almost like time slowed down and everything got a little more focused. You know, the non-essential stresses of this life weren't as crazy and chaotic. We saw clearly what was most important and what was right in front of us, that we needed to care for our family and we need to display the love of Christ in the place that he had planted us. Those were focused. We weren't worrying about dinner plans or what are we doing Friday night? None of that. Zero. Just what do we do to continue to be a part of our son's healing and recovery? And how do we display the love of Christ 
in the way we do this. I, what I find so interesting is that this is what Jesus is doing in his last week as he's heading to the cross. And I think that's why this passage is so important. It's so, so important. And and for the next few podcasts, um, I think it's going to be really important that we work through this idea of unity. Because this is what's happening. Jesus is about to die during Holy Week. uh, Jesus is about to die for your sin and my sin. His earthly ministry is coming to an end. And before him are 12 people that he has invested his life into in order to continue the work that he's begun in them when he called them to be fishers of men. You know, the fishing needed to continue after Jesus has ascended into heaven. But one thing Jesus knows, because he's all-knowing, Jesus knows Satan wants to tear the whole thing apart. The devil, like literally translated, means divider. It's what he loves to do. You know, I, as I think over this last year, I think how excited it must have been for, for Satan to watch people just divide. And I think even more pleasurable for him to see Christians go after Christians because it's what he loves. It's what he's good at. He wants to bring division wherever he goes. He wants us to turn on each other because when we do the gospel The good news gets tarnished and we become irrelevant in a world that's craving sacrificial love and commitment to one another. Like it's craving it. It's almost like the world is looking at Christians going, will will you really be who you say you are? Do you really look like your Jesus, like your Savior, or are you just like everybody else? And what I love about this psalm is historians believe that that it was written by David after the kingdom was divided as a result of a a schism by his son Absalom. And Absalom tried to create an insurrection to take over the kingdom. But here's what David does. It's so beautiful. David, once again, he comes back. He sits on the throne as the king. And he looks over the unified kingdom and says... This unity that's happening, this togetherness, it's good. It's really, really good. But the question is why? Why was that important? Why did he feel the weight of that? Why did he say it was good? Because that, I think for so many people, this is the part that that they miss. We, We tend to look at this area like, you know, like... It, like a, it's like a discomfort, like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so, I'm so glad this bad thing's over now. Now we can move forward into comfort, right? But that's not really what's going on. No, the real win for David and the kingdom is that they can move forward as a witness to the world that they are God's people living in God's kingdom for God's glory. That's evangelism. It's evangelism, and when we are divided, it impacts our witness to the world. That is why it's good that people live in unity. 
right? Not so that we can all sit around a circle and sing kumbaya and all get along. No, no, no. Not that those are bad things, but more importantly, we get to live out our witness in the world, which is why Jesus came and why he died, which is why this week is so important. And it's why it seems that the gospel writers slow down. They slow down a bit and they want us to catch every word that Jesus is saying before going to the cross. Because what it's, was, what's at stake is our purpose and our calling in this world. And so this is so important. And what David is inviting his kingdom into it's almost like a prophetic comp- it's almost like a prophetic proclamation over a current reality right over what he's dealing with which was a kingdom that was divided and now it's unified and now it's almost like he's prophetically saying these words over to us hey listen hey gang i'm watching what's happening in the kingdom that was divided where people were causing wars and there was death and decay and hurt and the evil one thought he won He thought he won. But boy, I'm telling you this. How good and how pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. To be salt, to be light in this this world for the glory of God. And that many people would come to know Jesus' love that he loves them through the way we love each other in the midst of our differences. You know, Jesus loved the disciples in the midst of their differences, right? They weren't just like, he wasn't saying everyone needs to look like Peter, right? He was saying, no, no, each one of you, each one of you, even like Doubting Thomas, Jesus meets Doubting Thomas in a unique way. But he helps these guys see that they're something, they're part of something so much bigger. And he was trying to protect them, trying to care for them because division is a decision to live like the devil. It's who he is by his nature and it's what he wants to do. And Jesus didn't want that for his disciples and he doesn't want it for you and me. So the question I have is, where are you divided where you could be unified. Heavenly Father, we need your help. We need your guidance. We are prone to division. Protect us from the evil one who wants to tarnish the good news, the proclamation of your death and your resurrection and that you love us and you desire for all mankind to be made right through your love. So, take a breath. Reflect. Believe that God of the universe is 